for one. Good to have you here tonight. I'm Pastor Doug. If you're a visitor here or a guest, we, uh, we are so glad that we I see a lot of new faces here and really glad that you're with us here tonight for uh, these meetings with Kat Kerr. And we're going to have a blast and have a good time and don't know when we'll finish. Don't know when we're going to quit tonight. That's okay. And so... Um, so I'd like for, you, for everyone to stand. We're going to go ahead and get started. <clears throat> Friday nights are, are, are a bit challenging with the parking because there's, there are classes going on, of course, at VCU. So hopefully getting in a little bit early before the 7 o'clock classes begin gives you an opportunity to find a parking place. And, and I'm sure that other people will be filtering in as we get going tonight. All right. So how many of you are expecting tonight? Come on. You know, it would be a sad thing if nobody said anything. Just, I go, oh my gosh. You've got to go back outside, come back in with a new attitude. Okay. All right. Well, tell you what. Um, I, I just believe that we're going to have some amazing moments this weekend. I really believe that God is going to speak so clearly to us. If you would just take the, the hand of the person next to you. We're going to pray here and get started tonight. Pastor Jason and his wife Elizabeth are going to be leading our worship tonight. And Pastor Jason is our associate pastor here. And we love Jason and Elizabeth. And, and we're, going to have a, we're going to have a wonderful time of worshiping the Lord tonight. Father, we give you praise right now. God, you are good. Father, there's no end to your goodness. No end to your kindness and mercy and love, Father. Father, we say, Lord, that you tell us that it is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So, Father, tonight we're putting a draw on heaven tonight, Father. And we're going to pull down those things that are in heaven that's for us and for this city and for this area, God. We're going to pull it down right in our midst here. We thank you, Father that we're going to walk these things out. So, Lord, we give you praise tonight, Father. We thank you. We hand this time, these next several hours, over to you. Holy Spirit, come. Mm. <laughs> yes. Holy Spirit, come. You are welcome in this place. You're welcomed in our hearts. Come tonight. And have your way. And we give you praise. Everybody say amen, okay? Amen. Yes, Jesus. We're here because we're hungry. We're here because we love you. They say there's none like you. There's no one like you. So we draw near to you, Father. We know. We know it's your desire to draw near to us. 
So we just enter in with hearts of faith, hearts of expectancy to your goodness, to your joy. We say more, Lord. Take us higher. Take us deeper. Take us wider in this love. To who you are, to your presence, Lord. I want to encourage you tonight to not just do the comfortable thing. Step out in worship and abandonment. You don't have to stay in your chairs. You can move out in the aisles. You can move down front. Right now, it's about you and God. And that's corporately going in deep. So free yourself up. And however that looks like for you, just go into it. We do it all, Jesus, because we love you. We do this all. We're here tonight because we love you. You say we love you, Father. I love you tonight. I keep falling in love, falling in love with you. I keep falling in love, falling in love with you.
of your presence I love, I love I love your presence I love, I
Jesus. Yes, more, Lord. Let that be our prayer in this season. More, Lord. We thank you for what's available. We say yes tonight. We say yes tonight. Stepping in. We step on in. Through your spirit. Through the open door. to the room everything changes darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring when you walk into the room every heart starts burning nothing matters more than to sit here at your feet and worship you worship you when you are when you walk into the room everything changes darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring when you walk into the room every heart stops burning Nothing matters more just to sit here at your feet. We worship you. 
got all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Come and consume God. All we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Come and consume. Come and consume God. All we are. We give you permission. All are yours. We want you. We want you. Come and consume.
the fresh winds blow in place. Come and move. Come shake us and wake us.
is glorious and behold the Lord He is good to me He is good to me and behold the Lord He is beautiful He is glorious and behold the Lord good to me he is good and behold come and behold we behold the beauty of the king we're drawing near we're drawing close the gaze on the beauty of you Lord on your goodness, Lord, and behold, the Lord, He is beautiful, He is glorious, and behold, the Lord, He is good to me, He is tonight 
Just listen, 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 listen. There's an invitation the Lord is just bringing forth to each one of us. Come near, come near, come near. Don't let anything, anything hold you back. Don't let the mistakes of your past, shame, guilt, anything hold you back. There is such a strong invitation from the Lord tonight. He's saying, come up near, come up here, come up here. Thank you, Lord God. Just take a moment. Soak in His presence. Hear that personal call to you. It's like you're the only one in this room. It's like you're the only one here. God says, I've showed up just for you. I've come here just for you. We sing that we, we love it when he calls my name. But how much does he love to declare your name, to speak your name? How much he loves to be able to extend that invitation is there all the time. Thank you, Father. to declare his goodness just begin to declare his kindness his love just say daddy I just wanted to let you know tonight you are so kind you are so kind to me thank you you're so merciful to me thank you fill my every weakness with your strength Thank you, thank you. Thank you, sing that word behold it means that nothing else fills our vision but him that he, fu he fully fills our vision when we say behold he is beautiful God we just gaze upon you tonight we gaze upon you tonight Lord
may we just rest back in your presence tonight, God. Father, it's a good place. It's a good place with you. Just to rest back in your presence, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, we just thank you for your abiding presence. You're with us tonight, God. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. That's our prayer, God, tonight. Have your way. encourage you just to drink deep tonight. Drink deep tonight. that the Holy Spirit is moving all through this room, ministering to people right now. 
God sending his ministry angels into this place, just ministering over lives tonight, ministering over lives tonight. Thank you, Lord. God, we're just going to flow tonight. Leave that. The Lord just wants us to flow right in to let this let cat come up here. We are so glad that she's here this weekend. Why don't you go ahead and find you a seat if you're able to? Yeah. No, she'll be down. like in heaven well you're just getting a shadow of it I can tell you but the good news is heaven is invading this earth and we will be one of the first generations to get to live heaven culture And maybe you don't know what that is, but you will find out tomorrow night. Because tomorrow night I will talk about what everyone's been saying. We've been saying it for years. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what you were literally declaring is, we want your way of life. The way your will is lived out in heaven, we want that on this earth. How many people say amen? Well, you need to know what that looks like so you'll know what you can do, amen? Because it is going to come. It is coming. Because the world has to see us living filled with joy, with hope, not with fear. Jesus didn't come to bring fear. And pastors out there, stop training your people to fear. No one should be heading to the hills, buying sea rations, and getting ready to escape. He came to bring life, and life more abundantly. Let's say it together. He came to bring life and life more abundantly. Say, I receive it. There's a lot of confusion in the body of Christ right now, and so the Father is going to speak and is speaking that you need his plans, not man's plans, and not the enemy's plans. And I can tell you that the Father has told me personally that he's been showing his prophets what the enemy's plans are for destruction. Those are not the Father's plans. Because they have actually been asking him, expose the plans of the enemy. So he's been showing them, and they've been saying it's God's plans. But they don't ever happen.
Do you know why? He's exposing them so we can stop them. Say, Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall harm you. Those are our rights. The Son of God himself said that. So if that is true, then we need to start taking power over all the power of the enemy to stop what they have been doing in this earth, using people, places, and things to try to bring destruction. Because Jesus said, if we did that, nothing, at any time, any place, in any way shall harm you. Say, that's in the word. So he is not the promoter right now of pouring out his wrath. This is not the perilous times. You're still living. Even though it looks rough, you're alive, correct? We're not trying to stay alive every day. Say, correct. Correct. This is not the perilous times. This is certainly not the tribulation. People are trying to wrap it up, like in a couple weeks, and get out of here. (laughs) And they're doing that more and more. And, you know, I'm not going to stop putting posts out there saying this is not God's plan. The four blood moons was not the moon turning to blood, people. That's way away from here, generations away. Say amen. Amen. This is the time for Romans 8. This is the time for Joel 2. (laughs) This is the time for Haggai, when the glory will be greater in this temple than it was in King Solomon's temple. This is the time for the knowledge of the glory to cover this earth like the waters cover the sea because he does, has not done any of those things yet. He is not wrapping it up in a couple weeks. The four horses of the apocalypse are still in the barn. Because I can tell you right now, that's the next thing they're going to try to, to use to show you that this is it. This is the time to start living Not just to exist, but this is the time to exist, to live. And there's too many members of the body of Christ that already know that. So none of that stuff's going to happen, the people have been saying. Prophets, get on your knees. Ask the Father for his timing. Because you can see and hear But if you don't know the times and seasons of God, you will miss it. It's not what you're saying isn't true. It's just not for now. It's absolutely crucial to know the times and seasons of God so you know how to live and produce and create and enjoy your life to introduce heaven culture to the earth. This is a new time. There are scrolls of time that have been opened that have never been opened before over this earth. And I know his times and seasons. 
This is the time on earth to show people the living God. To show them the love of God. But you can't leave out the truth of God. We're supposed to love everyone, but we can't love their sin. Because that's not truth. The truth will make you free. And there's many messages out there. This is the Holy Spirit's commercial, okay? Because they say what they want to through me, and I don't care. If they say it, it's going to come out of this mouth. Because I have laid down my life, died to myself, and I live in him. It is the best place to be. Because if you're in him and he's in you, and you have revelation and you know what time it is and what your weapons are, nothing in this earth or in the unseen realm will be able to stop what God wants to do with you. We can stop armies. We can stop hurricanes and tornadoes. We can stop plagues. We can stop a devastation because this is our part right now on the earth is to rule with him. And people don't know who they are. They cannot even see what I've been saying, that there be whole regions of light created where sin and sickness will not be able to live because of the glory that will be there. And tonight I'll be talking about the future because the Father wants you to have a clear vision from this moment on what your future looks like as the body of Christ. What he expects of you because of what he said in his word. What Christ gave you when he died on the cross went into hell and wiped up hell and made a show of it openly. If you don't think they like making a show, then you'd have to take Colossians 3 out. We are going to make a show of it openly. Who we are, what our God has planned for us, has given us, because he's given you details. The thing about the sons of Issachar was they were so crucial to the tribes of Israel because even the leaders of the tribe of Judah, even the big men, the mighty men, the powerful people, all came to them because they didn't miss what God was doing. They had to know what time it was before they would move and act. So God has said his manifested sons and daughters will be like the tribes of Issachar. They will know the times and seasons. And they won't say what everyone else is saying. But they will clearly say, this is what time it is. This is what you need to do. And this is how you do it. Because if you go research about the tribe of Issachar, they knew not just what time it is, they knew what to do and how to do it. And that's why Israel was so successful. And I'll just throw in there for free that the armies of heaven fought on behalf of Israel all the time. Well, guess what? They fight with us now in this time. They're sent on our behalf. They're not strangers. They're part of our team. Say, they are part of our team. Even though they're unseen, we know they're there. We're going to put them to work. They're yelling right now. <laughs> this is a wonderful time to be alive as a believer. 
because we have the power and we have the authority through the blood of Christ to change things, to move things, and to shake things. God never intended his wrath to fall upon us. Say it's in the word. So why are people believing other things? Because they don't read the word. There's, there's groups out there now saying that you can have spiritual encounters and you don't need the word of God. Or they're saying don't accept the whole word of God because it was written by men. And some are even saying that everyone will go to heaven. Some are saying, this is the truth, this is what they're saying, that everybody will go to heaven even without Jesus Christ. Say, no way! That is not what the word says, correct? People, people are letting others to interpret the word for them or leave it out completely. His word is eternal. It will never pass away. They have word university in heaven. I know a lot of people who need to go to school when they get there. If I had time, I would write uh, the Revelation Bible because it would kick a lot of the other ones out who are leaving whole chapters out of the Bible and calling it a Bible. I would be, I would be trembling if I did that. You all know what it says in the Word, that everything, all the plagues and curses, it will fall upon anyone who removes part of the Word. Say Amen. Well, I do know there'll be people dropping dead that God moves upon and they don't want to correct their life. I'm talking about leaders. If they don't want to teach the truth, if they want to leave part of the truth out, if they lead people into deception, he will tolerate it just so long, then he won't tolerate it anymore. Because this is the time that he destined on this earth for us to show the true power of God. And the one thing these people will not be able to do is they won't be able to fake the power of God. They cannot demonstrate and manifest for him if they're not living right or if they're not teaching the truth. Say amen. amen. <laughs> because, there, you know, the word said there'll be teachers that come that will be looking for itching ears. And some have accused me of being one of those teachers and went, oh, no, I am not looking for itching ears. I am looking for burning hearts. Because the itching ear crowd want to give you easy ways to live, like it's okay to sin. You know, and everyone's going to heaven, so it doesn't matter. It's going to be too late for them when they get to that gate, isn't it? <laughs> the throne, I mean, they won't get to the gate. There are some other uh, things going on, you know, at the end of time, when time will be no more, and the great white throne judgment happens, you won't be there. The believers will not be at the great white throne judgment. Say amen. amen. That's for the lost. But I'm telling you, there are many, many uh, streams of beliefs out there. And I'm talking about people who call themselves Christians. I'm not talking about other religions. I'm talking about the Christian faith. There are people out there teaching many things that aren't true, that are deception, and you need to get as close to Jesus as you can.
You need the Holy Spirit as your best friend. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, you need to invite him to move into your life. And so I have a great foundation on the Word of God, the love of God. And next year will be 20 years they've been taking me to heaven. There's too much to share with you, and it's the hardest thing that I struggle with is what? What can I say that's going to make them be so in love with Jesus Christ? That's going to make them devour the Word of God? That's going to make them desire to have the Holy Spirit as their best friend? Because those are the most important things. You know, it's wonderful to have encounters, and they're going to happen anyway. If you have a true desire to have an encounter with the living God, he wants it as much as you do. It's not will it happen, it's when will it happen. <laughs> because he is showing people at an accelerated rate his home, his house called heaven. It's not like, a, and the Father said that we don't mind you marketing heaven because we're all planning to get a new piece of real estate anyway. It's called the new earth. Isn't that amazing? Did you ever think of the father packing up his bags and moving from his own house? Because he will. Because he loves us. If he's willing to do that, how much more should we be willing to do what he wants? It's not that hard. Really, it's not really hard. The more you have of him, it gets easier and easier to live a holy life, an excited life, a hope-filled life, and you take the light everywhere you go. We are light. It's in you. It's in everybody. I can see measures of it in every person here. The angels were all jumping up and down and dancing in here tonight. Because when you worship Jesus, they get carried away. They get carried away. They love it when people love on Jesus. It blesses him. So that's his, uh, the Holy Spirit's commercial. <laughs> they are bringing truth. They're bringing revelation on heaven, revelation on how they put you together, body, soul, and spirit, how powerful you are in this world, how terrified of you the enemy is. And the reason we have very wicked, evil people is because they have given themselves to Satan and the demonic. But when you learn to take power over all the power of the enemy and you loose the host of heaven on the demonic army to pull down the strongholds, it changes things. Say amen. Amen. The word says that our weapons are spiritual weapons. Every time the Father shows me a new revelation, he gives me scripture to go with it. The host of heaven, this is one of the revelations. Your weapons are not physical. They are not carnal. They are spiritual. Say, if they're not physical, they're spiritual. Say, they are mighty to the pulling down. Of strongholds. of strongholds. Say, the host of heaven, the host of heaven literally, literally fight, fight the demonic armies and bring destruction to the enemy's plans. Say, we have an army assigned to us. 
Let's put them in action. They're one of our weapons that we have not been using. And yet the word clearly says that they have been sent here to protect us and keep us. Say amen. amen. Because they don't have to defend heaven right now. They're here to defend us. And we've been ignoring half of our team. If we have a kingdom, say we have a kingdom. We have a kingdom. Every, kingdom Every kingdom has an army. Jesus spent most of his time on the earth talking about the gospel of the kingdom. How important that was. It's important to give yourself to Jesus. It's important to know who he is and that you're, you're, you know you're, you're saved. From what? From death, from destruction, from fear, from hate, from lack. When you give yourself to him fully and totally, your name at that moment is written in the Lamb's book of life. You get a shower of the blood of the Lamb that washes every bit of the sin and evil and wickedness out of you. They don't even remember it in heaven. Stop talking about it. He doesn't have time to remember all of your old sins. He sees you completed in his Son. At that very moment you become born again, a stone of fire, the Father takes a stone of fire from his heart and puts it in your spirit, and that's what gives it light. Where do you think you got the light? That light burns. He says, don't hide it. Right? Don't hide it under a bushel, is that right? Yeah, it's supposed to blind the enemy. And when he looks down here, he sees that light in us. And the more you know him, the brighter it gets. And when you choose the God thing and not the other thing, all of heaven roars at Satan. They laugh. Because he wasn't able to get you. So Jesus makes a deposit in you when you get born again. According to 1 John 2, 27. You accept Jesus Christ. He gives you a deposit of the anointing that he walked in. And it lives in you. When the lady touched the hem of his garment, it was saturated with the anointing he carried. That's how she got whole. Peter walked in the anointing so much that it actually was like an, uh, a cloud around him. And when he walked past, it said that when, people, when Peter walked past people, they were healed by his shadow. It wasn't his personal shadow. It was the shadow of the anointing that surrounded him. The anointing, let's all say it, the anointing. Breaks, breaks the, yoke. the yoke and say, I carry, it. I carry it. How about that? You get so much when you become a believer, and yet people don't know who they are. They come down front, give their heart to Jesus, and they hand them a Bible, and they say, good luck, and they go out there, and the enemy beats them up, you know, deceives them, traps them. They don't know really who they are or what they have. 
they should walk out the door terrifying the enemy. Because when they know who they are, they will torment him. This is still the commercial. <laughs> You've all known when Jesus came into a city, the demon said, are you here to torment us before our time? It really wasn't the time. Now is the time. Because when you walk around knowing who you are, taking power over all the power of the enemy and loosen the host of heaven on them, they get tormented. Say amen. Can you see this picture? I want you to say yes. yes. Jesus gave us a kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. That our power and authority is in the spirit realm. And when you know how to go there and take that authority, push back darkness, destroy the plans of the enemy, it torments them. When the glory begins to pour from you, they will run from you. If you submit to God, and resist the devil, he will Please. from you. <laughs> it's in the word. This is all strong, foundational. It's normal in heaven to hear this stuff. Say it's heaven culture. It's heaven and we get to live it. That's the time we're living in right now. And scrolls of time literally have been unrolled in heaven to let new things come to the earth, new revelation, new things created and invented, new things for the body of Christ to do for him. The glory is being so increased in the earth and in us. Because, you know, it says Christ in you is the hope of glory. You can turn it around and say, it is the glorious hope. Say, the world needs hope. <laughs> so guess what he's bringing right now? He's not bringing fear. He's bringing hope. So when you hear messages of hope, it's God speaking. When you hear messages of fear, it is not the Father's plans. Pray for them to have their eyes open, to get revelation, because it's time for the body of Christ to stand up and manifest for him. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So that's just a commercial. <laughs> I know. I can't help it. The Holy Spirit has a lot to say. And you need, you need the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to say, yes, encounters are very true. There's true encounters with real angelic beings that belong to God. There's true encounters that belong to the enemy's angels. It's happening on both sides. And so the body of Christ needs spirit realm boot camp. It's something that we haven't really been taught about. And yet inside you, you're a spiritual being. You have a spiritual body. We, we were little spiritual beings. We lived in God. Okay, you need to know your true past. <laughs> you may have had an earthly father. Maybe he wasn't very good, but your real father, he lives in heaven. He sits on the throne. He made you and everything. Someone that powerful and mighty, don't you think his offspring should be doing some pretty great things? Yeah, you're not going to win the lost in the hills. 
raccoons and bears, maybe. But we can't take our light to the world if we hide. I don't hide. We're not supposed to hide. We're supposed to be plainly and clearly seen, manifesting and making it, making it so clear who and what we represent by the way we live our life and the words we speak that people know who we belong to. At one point, no one's going to even be able to hide. They're going to know by even looking at people. The light of God will be on them or the other people will be in darkness. And God loves all those people in darkness. No matter how bad they are. How about that one? No matter how bad and wicked they are, Christ came to even save the most vilest sinner can be free. So if people have been living really bad and you're here tonight, he can wipe it all away and treat you like it never happened and fill you full of help. And then you can be dangerous against the enemy who would lie to you and use you for years. How about that? Zap, bam! I hear words being yelled in heaven all the time. And one right now is, get your crown on. We're going to make t-shirts. Get your crown on, on the back, rule with Christ. How many people want one? <laughs> we are going to have apparel that clearly tells the world who we are, and it's not going to be get ready to be rescued. I won't ever make a t-shirt that says, go hide and wait for rescue. That would not be scriptural, correct? <laughs> I try to talk about so many of the things, about heaven, about earth, about the spirit realm, about before time began, what the new earth looks like, what we'll be doing in space later. You won't be bored. We're not even going to be bored on the earth right now. This is heaven culture. This pink hair, this is heaven culture. Yeah, God does not care what color your hair is. They live with colored hair in heaven. And it's done with light. Woohoo! You may wake up in the morning with some on your head. And people always have this boring picture. The, the, I'll tell you, the triune Godhead is so excited that heaven is, the truth about heaven is being revealed. Because what we've come up with wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> We're going to walk around in bathrobes and just bow down. <laughs> if I was God, I would be bored. If that's all they ever did when they came home to heaven. That's why he snuck that scripture in there. You must be like little children who receive, who believe, who want to have fun, who like excitement. You send an eight-year-old somewhere and they have fun, they'll tell everybody they know they don't care what religion they are. They don't care, they don't care about the, you know, what financial situation they're in. They're going to run and tell everybody about how awesome and amazing and how exciting it was. I, I got to see my grandson's um, 
I only get to visit up here, by the way. Yes, some of my family live here. Don't go find them. <laughs> and I couldn't get in the door, and they were like going 100 miles an hour with all the fun, exciting things they've been doing. They had to show me all their new toys, all the stuff they could do, all the things they've been doing at school and everywhere. It's like they never stopped going. <laughs> I'm like, I think they are happy. <laughs> and then they want to know about heaven. They've known about heaven when they were born. I was telling them about heaven. Yeah, you can't tell them heaven's not real. No. <laughs> Start telling them young. So right now, Father, I'm going to listen, okay? If you would like to give in the offering, this is just the basket up here. If you'd like to give and help me take this message around the world, which we will do, but this is God's plan. And I love to give when I know it's God. I have always been a huge giver. Actually, I've had a lot of money given to me. Most of it's been given away and seeded. I seed, seed, seed. Giving is part of worshiping God. If it was not true, why did Jesus stand by the treasury? Because he was making notes about who to reward. And that little widow who gave everything she had. It wasn't very much, but she was literally giving him her whole life. It doesn't tell you what happened to her, but I promise you, she probably lived in, in goodness of God, the mercy of God, the favor of God, without lack probably for the rest of her life. And she was mentioned in the Word. And we may not know her name, but he does, and she's known all over heaven right now. People walk up to her in heaven and say, you gave it all. Because they know in heaven when you get up there what you've done with your life. All those people who didn't tell anybody and they were praying for people all over the world. Their next door neighbor that hated them and treated them like whatever, garbage. They're in there praying the blessings and the love and life of God on them. They're not going to escape getting saved. When someone was willing to love them and pray for them, even though they were not treating them right, they were blessing them, not cursing Say, we're not supposed to curse. Not even America. God said, bless. Not curse. Say, God, please, abundantly, bless America. Woohoo! I know there are people here not doing right. But the father told me personally that when he looks at America, he does not listen to what the leadership has chosen to say about America. He looks at what the people, his people, who live here, who love for him here, who give for the gospel here, he listens to what they say about America. Let's all stand up and do something. We're just going to do something right now. What direction is Washington, D.C. in? Because I don't have a clue. Now, everybody point in one direction. Where, it's, it's over here. I only know up. I don't know like this. I don't know. My husband can't tell me, go north down the street, because I won't know where it is. It's over here. We're going to make a declaration. We're going to agree with heaven right now. Say, Father, Father we, take power we take power over all the power, all the power 
of the enemy, of the enemy. Using, using or operating, or operating. In, our in our government. We send the host of heaven, host of heaven. To, pull to pull down every stronghold that has been built around Washington, D.C., in the Capitol, in the White House, in the Senate, in the Pentagon, in the House of Representatives, in the seat of justice, the Supreme Court. Pull it down. Let it fall. That the enemy will no longer have power over our nation. Go get them, guys. I pray that every lie and deception be exposed, no matter which side it's on. We want truth and righteousness. God wants justice and righteousness back in America. Amen? Yes. They can make it out to Kat Kerr. Is that right? K-A-T-K-E-R-R. It's not a kitty cat. It is a lioness. <laughs> and you're going to hear me talk a lot about America and other people around the world. I know they're all watching. Hi, world! I love you, too! <laughs> and God's got believers everywhere around this world. Let me tell you, I've been many places, and they are hot and on fire. And they know who they are, and they're taking power over the enemy and loosen the host of heaven on them as their weapon. And I don't care what kind of wars have been proclaimed or declared. We have power over the enemy trying to cause those wars. We have power and authority over all the demonic controlling the terrorist. I don't care who they are. We were given dominion in this earth. And on the third day in hell, when Christ wasted it, say he wasted hell, on the third day, and stripped all the power that Satan had over hell, death, and the grave, and has the keys to prove it. And then he said to us, I give you the keys to the kingdom. It's another weapon. But you notice he included the word kingdom. So we are part of a spiritual kingdom more mighty and powerful than any army or country or plans of the enemy on this earth. And when the believers finally get it, and stop trying to get out of here because he's not letting you escape being great. You cannot escape being great. Everybody say that. We will not escape being great for the kingdom. It's so important to declare and decree things. It's how you establish something. 
So if you don't like your life, stop saying what you're saying. And don't listen to the doom and gloom. It'll clutter your soul. Say, we don't need soul clutter. That is a heavenly term. Don't let soul clutter get in you. If I see something, if I happen to see a piece of the news, whatever it is, I take power and authority over whatever's going on in the demonic, controlling or doing that stuff, and send the army to pull it down. You could have a news, a heavenly news ministry, okay? If you insist on watching the news, he holds you responsible for taking power over the enemy operating. If you're not going to do it, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Because you're just letting that stuff go in your soul. Whatever they're saying is happening, all the evil that's coming, all the, all the things that they're assuming are going to happen, it will get in your soul. And your soul processes it, processes it, it captures it, and it stores it. The computers of this world have nothing even close to our soul. It's where your mind is, your will, and your emotions. Pretty much you. And one of the things the Father's bringing great revelation on is the soul. I love that we're saying about the soul tonight. Your soul is so important to you. You can't leave it on the side. In the past, I was always told the soul was not a good thing. And I kept thinking, how could it not be a good thing? God gave it to us. Is that right? Yeah. It's important to know about your soul because then when you feed your soul the right stuff, you think about it, you choose it, and then you display it. Amen? Yeah. Now, if the psychiatrists ever get this about the human soul, they'll stop trying to figure everything out themselves. They already know what, that if you watch enough of this one thing, it gets in you and then you do it. They're just, that's just the soul. That's what the soul does. But God wants your soul to rejoice. He wants your soul to prosper. You know that scripture that we all have quoted for generations? I desire above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So guess what? A lot of the body of Christ, their souls are not prospering. They would not be in fear and lack. They wouldn't be in offense. You wouldn't, you can't if your soul is prospering. But feeling it full of God, the word, declarations, you say things that God say, you declare God's plans, you want his will, his way. His way right now, I've got to take a drink. I'm going to start declaring I don't need water. Well, we see how well that works. <laughs> I already don't eat much food, but, you know, we're partly water, and I'm in a physical body, but I'm wanting the supernatural to take over it completely. Say heaven culture. They eat because they like it, not because they have to. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get to that blaze. If they still eat in heaven, I don't know if we'll ever get to that place. <laughs> Amen. You're powerful beings. And your future is fantastic. 
and the youth of this world need to know they have the greatest futures. You know, I'm 63, and us right now in our 60s and 70s and 80s, we're finding out this new truth, this revelation, and we are so excited to know we can do something against the enemy and do it for our God. And yes, he really did mean rule and reign with him now in the earth and in the future. So where's the ruling and reigning been? Maybe a couple people, but he wants it for the body. That's our purpose. He put us here to rule and reign. Is that what he said? Yes. So we're hearing new revelation for this new time and even what that means and even how to do it. But what about those who are in their 20s and they get it now? Can you imagine what they will raise their children up in because they know that there'll be children, there'll be a generation that knows nothing but the glory. They won't know evil because evil will run from them. They will not receive deceptions and lies because they're filled with the truth and living the truth. They'll probably be all traveling through the spirit realm and not in vehicles. That's why he needs generations. When a new age comes on the earth, we're in a new age. Not just in a new generation. We're in a whole new age that never existed on this earth. And so the future is so great for us who are alive now. And it's our job to help turn the heart of the body of Christ when they begin to see us walking in divine health and prospering so we change whole cities and releasing the glory and the anointing everywhere. And they see lives changing and situations changing and the weather changing and the government changing and the armies deciding not to attack. They're going to know this is a new time on the earth. And so that's what it means to manifest for him. But the future here that I have been taken into the future, I've been taken like five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 100. That's why I can stand here and say this. Nobody can, you're wasting your time telling me that I'm lying or making it up. You're wasting your time. Don't waste time. If you don't like what I'm saying, don't listen to me. But go love people. Go help spread the gospel. You'll find out anyway. If he keeps you here and you live here, you're going to find out anyway. I'm not concerned about trying to prove everything I'm saying. He intends to demonstrate powerfully. And if it's me, that's fine, but I can't wait to see some in other people. I get excited when people get this and they actually email me or text me or uh, on, if you message me on Facebook. If you know, I now have a, a public figure page because I was very limited with my personal page, and now millions can come and look at what I'm saying, and they are. We have a lot of Baptists. I hear from them. They tell me, they, you know, they could email and their pastor doesn't know. The Methodists, the Episcopal, even the Presbyterian, the Catholic, even Orthodox Jews email me, the sinners email me, the warlocks email me, the new age people email me, because I'm a sign and a wonder. 
and they know that I know stuff that they don't know or they've thought about or seen or they've seen it on the dark side, they want to know about the light. So people will start coming to you to ask you. Because when your light shines in the midst of darkness, darkness has to flee. And the darkness flees and the people get to use their own mind. Because the enemy can't stop them. And we already took power over this whole area. And I have stood at a platform before and evicted all darkness and demons ran out of the people. They ran out without them saying anything. Because they couldn't stay in the room. And those people are still free today. There was a young man who was a homosexual, thought he was thought he was because you know God doesn't make that image and I tell people it's just the enemy trying to steal your destiny and tune you into his image not God's image we're made in God's image he has a plan for you he wants you to know him so you can be free and be everything he made you to be amen and God did tell me millions of them would know the truth drop what they've been living and race into the kingdom And sometimes we'll literally change their body parts to be back the way he put them. Say, that'll be a sign and a wonder. When God chooses to move his hand, really there's nobody on the earth that can stop him. I would like to see any army try to go and attack heaven. He holds the air you breathe. That might make some people tremble. He does. He holds the air we breathe. He made it. He put it in you. He put the air in you, right? Yes. And now when you speak for him, his frequency is in your words. His life is in your hands. Amen? So the future looks great and fantastic. And I saw children taking power over the enemy in their schools and stopping attacks. I saw them walking down the hallways, releasing the anointing, and people and teachers who were atheists began to have visions of God because they ran after and received what they heard as truth, and they actually operate in it. I saw pastors of some churches were 9- and 10-year-olds speaking the wisdom of God and the revelation of God. So don't look at your 10-year-old as... Stop crumbling crackers all over the place. <laughs> they may be leading congregations one day. <laughs> I saw new ways of transportation that didn't pollute the atmosphere in any way whatsoever. And there were never any accidents. By new ideas that are going to come. It will come. I saw it. I saw holographic computers. And your computer was in a little round thing like this you carried around. And sat it down and waved over it and the whole computer came up in front of you. And you could touch things and move things in it. You could move the light that was in it. Isn't this exciting? I saw new ways that God was giving to a lot of believers. Other people also, but the believers, you need to just be ready to grab these ideas and inventions. And I tell people, if you don't do anything, write it down in detail. Draw it if you saw it. Say, draw it, if you saw it. Somebody can make it. 
because some people don't do that, and you may not, you may not know, as a, if you're not an artist, how to draw in detail, but you can draw the shape and the, some of the design of it, and you know what was shown if you saw something. And some people, that's all they need. Because God wants to give witty ideas. The idea zone is going to come down. A wave of the idea zone is going all over the earth right now, dropping ideas and inventions into believers. And a lot of people get it while they're sitting in the meeting. So say, I receive it. And anybody watching say, I receive it. I like to encourage all those watching. It's time. This is the time for, for really to represent we are his body. He is our head. Say, as he is, so are we in this world. Say, he is not fearful. He does not lack. He is not sick. <laughs> he's, excited. he's excited. He's filled with love, filled with love. And, wonder. and wonder. He has hope, he has hope. For, all for all of us. That's how we're supposed to be. He said it in the word. Okay? And you don't get any of this stuff except by faith. And this is the thing he recently showed me. He said, when I return, when he does return, Will I find faith on the earth? He didn't say, will I find power? Will I find glory? Will I find amazing things? He said, will I find faith? Because faith is also a weapon. The more you believe and the more you run after things and you see the hand of God move on you on your behalf, faith grows on the inside of you. If you pray in tongues, you can build yourself up in your most holy faith. That's one of the acts of the Holy Spirit. It builds faith, okay? Reading the word of God, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. You have no excuse not to let your faith increase in you. There was a time a prophet called me and said, the Father wants you to know that this day you have stepped from believing and trusting, you have stepped into faith. And everything changed. That was about 10 years ago. I have a gift of faith now. So nothing is impossible to me because of him. And that is for everybody here. You can have whatsoever you desire. If you are pursuing him and his purposes, and the Holy Spirit reminded me, the encounters, something else in, this, in the future that I was shown was this world and the systems and every area of society and business and government, the spiritual realm will increase. People will take their children to schools that believe in one, one, in one way. Whatever their belief system is, that spiritual belief, they will have whole schools that teach the ABCs, but according to that spiritual belief they have. And there will be, uh, at one time in this country, a president, I saw it, that will protect the belief system of every person, and nobody will be allowed to be attacked, not even Christians. Everybody will be given the freedom to worship the way they want to within their own areas, but nobody can be persecuted. And the reason why God is setting that up, it's God. 
When it happens, don't say it's not God. He is defining everything and drawing lines around everything because he includes the ones that follow Jesus Christ, go to the school that, that believes in that faith, will be, be way above every other school, every, in business, way above all the other businesses because they're following the one who made this world. In other words, the light will be blinding in the spirit realm and in the business arena, in the medical arena, in the educational arena, in the arts and entertainment arena, the believers will be above everyone else in every area, even in sports. And it's going to cause all those other groups to go, what do they have? We need to know them. Because I said at one time it will be popular to have a believer as your friend. Not like it is right now. And so God is going to make it perfectly clear by defining. One of the ways he will define is like that. So that no one can uh, beat us down, take our rights away, stomp on us, crush us, hold us back. We will be able to go freely to do what God wants us to do. And the light and the productivity, uh, the fact that we're all in health, that will draw some attention. That we are creating some of the most powerful, amazing things in the earth. No matter what country you're from, God will do this in those countries. That he's going to cause the believers to flourish on purpose, prosper on purpose, so that the nations will be drawn to the, say to the light, that is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And then we can tell them who he is. So this is something I saw in the future this coming. I'm just letting you know right now. At one point, we will here in America have a moderate president. But they won't like evil. Okay, I don't know if it's this time or next time, but I'm telling you there will be a moderate president in our country that wants true justice and righteousness in our country, freedom in America, not for drugs, not for anything that's evil or bad, but they will allow, especially in the areas of the religious freedom, will allow us to operate freely as the body of Christ and as true followers of Jesus Christ. They will take off any holes that come against us and, and overturn everything that's been written against us or hold us down or hold us back. Say amen. amen. It's necessary. And the father said, please explain it so when it happens, they don't say it's the devil. He's not giving the credit to the devil. He wants us to be singled out and make us be very visible to the world. And I can tell you, when this does happen, there will be people, those other beliefs, they won't want their kids to mix in those. And then I'm talking about public schools. Say public schools. So they'll have public schools that people really believe in this faith, this type of uh, belief system, and this one and this one. And so the believers will absolutely operate in freedom without being harassed or torn down or bashed. It'll be against the law to bash us. Say amen. amen. Say we need that. Say the hand of our government will be extended to the believers. How about that one? And no matter where believers live, if they're declaring that, 
the hand of their government, I don't care who is in that government, will extend their hands to the believers. He told me that 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I knew there'd be a time on this earth, in our country, that the hand of our government, because it has to happen for us to be able to build and invent without anything blocking our way, waiting on permits, having people who don't like Christ stop us or hinder us, it will not be allowed. Say amen. amen. Say the future looks good. I saw new ways to light highways. Um, when he takes me, I'm literally in the future going somewhere, like literally, like in cities and stuff like that. And I saw the way they lit highways, like expressway systems and super highway systems, super express systems. That's what they call them. It's like SES, super express system. You have a term from the future. Say, I'm living in the future. Right now, because I'm hearing it. <laughs> How many people know Kim Clement? You're somewhere in the future and you look really good. <laughs> You're in there right now. I say it all the time. I'm in the future. And I receive from that place. You can receive from the future when you see it. God saw worlds and framed them. Do you know what framing means? If you're a carpenter, you know what that means. My dad used to do building and stuff like that. They would see something, they would frame it. They would make like a sketch, either on paper, in their mind. Uh, if, you're, if you're a carpenter, you have to frame a house before you build it. You watch HTV, you see like the outside of the house being done before they do all the inside. That's framing something. When you get to the place in your spiritual life that you can see things in the spirit, you can receive them. So see yourself whole and say it. See yourself wealthy so you can give to the kingdom and then you say it. See yourself sharing truths to people you would never share it with before and then you, say, you see it, then you say it. God created that way. Say, we are creators because we're his children. How about that? If these are spirit realm truths I'm telling you. That if, you, if he shows you something in the spirit realm and you see it perfectly made, especially things you've been believing for, you can go and say, I receive that. And then it goes in your soul. And then it starts doing wonderful things on the inside of you. And you get excited and then you can really see it. Then God can give you the stuff to do it because you really have the faith to believe him for it. This is a term he tells me all the time especially about the host of heaven, which I will be teaching the third night. Tomorrow night, I'm going to teach about heaven culture, really good details on heaven culture and why God has them, what they do in heaven, why they do it, what happens because they choose it. You still have a choice in heaven. You can't sin. Say amen. amen. <laughs> you can't get offended. You can't get angry. You can't sin. You still get to choose things. But they choose his will, okay? And his will is amazing in heaven, the way heaven operates, the way their lives are lived, the fantastic things they get to do. He wants that to come to this earth in our lives. That's exciting. And sometimes he's going to catch up whole groups of people to heaven at one time and show them, let's say, we're ready. Everybody say, we're ready. Take us. Every time you got together, I would encourage you to say that. 
<laughs> he did tell me at one time he would catch everybody up. And actually, groups have already been taken up. They've been taken into the courtroom of heaven. Like a whole group of people. And went wild when they were brought back. Because they saw justice being done on their behalf in the courtrooms of heaven. Where Satan is count brought up and demons are dragged up there. And a sentence is made against them because they've been persecuting the believers without cause. And they didn't have the right to do it. And the believers decided to take it to heaven. So I'm putting this in the hands. You know, Jesus is our attorney, correct? He really does stand there. God is a judge, sits on the throne in the courtroom. There's Jesus right there, our attorney. And there's whoever is guilty of accusing or attacking us. And he does sentence demons to a dry place. And they cannot come back to persecute you. That's why some people, it stops and that attack never comes back. We have a right to have our case heard in heaven. And that, in the future, will supersede taking your cases to the courts in this land. Because heaven deals with it swiftly. <laughs> Say, a day in his courts is worth a thousand elsewhere. That's mean it's better to go to his court than a thousand courts on this earth. That's what that means. People think that's talking about the courts, the inner and outer court. It's not. It's talking about the courtroom of heaven. Why would he say a thousand elsewhere? That's revelation. There is a courtroom in heaven. There's one out in space. There's one in heaven itself. Mm. Say God, God is not limited, not limited. to building things, building things. In, his in his house. He can go wherever he wants. Revelation changes you. So our future on this earth is fantastic. Other people have been taken 100 years, 150 years into the future. Before the perilous times. I know scriptures are running wild in your head right now. Like Mark, in Mark, the book of Mark, where Jesus is talking to the disciples. You learn the lesson of the fig tree. How many people know that scripture? He says, learn the lesson of the fig tree. And everybody said that he was talking about when Israel became a nation. But that scripture was in there before Israel became a nation. The fig tree is rep represents the body of Christ. People are still looking at me. This is revelation on that scripture. That's why people think he's coming right now. Because that scripture says that all these things will happen, that all this stuff will have to happen, uh, and this generation will remain until all these things happen, including the coming of the Son of Man. You all, you, if you know, you read the Bible, that's what it says. And they think that they're talking about when Israel became a nation, so they say the generation in 1948 is all dying. So Jesus is definitely coming right now. And they're so adamant about it, you can't get them out of it because they're saying that's what that means, and it's not what it means. Jesus said, I was talking about a generation. If you look it up, that word generation can mean, it means three things. It means generation, a generation of time. It means a generation of a group or type of people. This group and type of people will not pass away 
until all these things be fulfilled, including the coming of the Son of Man. It's a type of people who will live on the earth like the manifested sons and daughters. We're in a new age that just started, okay? It's not going to be done in a couple months. It also has one of the meaning. That word generation in the scriptures right there means, one of the meanings is age. Go look it up. He had me look it up. That word generation, this generation shall not pass away, could mean generation. It could mean a type of group of people. It could mean age. So this kingdom age will not pass away until all these things are fulfilled, including the coming of the Son of Man, because the next age on this earth is the millennial age. So everything would have to be finished and wrapped up. The tribulation, all that would have to be done and finished. So Christ could sit on the throne in Jerusalem, which he will physically do, and rule in this world as the king of the world for a thousand years. That is a new age. That's the millennial age. We're in the age before the millennial age. We're in the kingdom age. So maybe it changes your whole mindset about God's timeline right now. But Mark six, in, Mark, in the book of Mark, when Jesus said, learn the lesson of the fig tree, and he said, get excited when the leaves come on the branches. Because that means summer is near. And people were thinking and saying that means destruction was coming. Well, I know that when leaves come on a tree, it means new life. And why would we be excited if the summer was coming, if that meant, okay, things are going to start changing. And if the generation that was alive, when they saw the leaves coming on the trees, that generation will be here. They'll see leaves coming on the trees. That means it'll be something new that will be made known that's going to happen. This is bringing new life in the earth. Something new is going to happen. And that tree represents the body of Christ. And he said, get excited when summer comes, because in the summer, the fruit comes on the tree. This is the, now I'm talking about the body of Christ right now. The kingdom age, that's the tree. The leaves come on. Revelation's coming. This is a new time on the earth. New things are going to happen in the body of Christ. Get excited when you see that, because revelation is coming, that you know what time it is. And behold, I will do a new thing, and it will spring forth. We're in the spring time of the kingdom age. It's a new age. It was never here before. And get excited, because that means summer is near. That means the body of Christ will finally start producing fruit. And the whole summer season brings the fruit. At the end of the summer season is the... Say it loud. Can you see this differently? The spring, the leaves are springing forth. It means life. It doesn't mean death. It doesn't mean destruction. It doesn't mean any of that. So we're in the time when it's being known. This is what time it is. This is what it's going to look like. This is what I need you to do. This is how you do it. And we start walking in authority, taking dominion, creating and prospering openly, visibly, uh, walking in divine health. The whole summer-long season will take generations. The body to get, go from glory to glory to glory, doing greater and greater and greater until one generation will say to a mountain, jump into the sea, and that mountain instantly jumps into the sea.
because they've started their faith as, I love a, another seed, something to do with this growing. Faith is a mustard seed. And by the time these several generations go by, here's people walking on the water, putting water in their tanks to drive on the water, traveling through the spirit realm because Philip did. Jesus did. Okay? Nobody could kill John. Do you know when they boil him in oil? I'm, I'm not quite sure that he probably said may have a sponge and soap because he wasn't burning in the oil. They put him on the Isle of Patmos because they didn't want him to keep speaking to the people. And they couldn't kill him, so they put him away where they couldn't see what he was doing or saying. That's why he was on the Isle of Patmos, and he was in the spirit. Say, we need to be in the spirit. On the Lord's day, he was caught up. It was a lifestyle he lived in the spirit. So outside things could not impact him. And the only reason he went home was because he wanted to. He'd still be here. Jesus said, what is it to you if I let him remain until I come back? Did he say that? Well, he only went home because he wanted to go home. Because they couldn't kill him. How about walking like that? It's coming to the people on the earth that belong to him. He will keep you until he is done with you. If that's now or 100 years or 200 years. It is coming. Do you know why it's coming? Do you know why there will be people alive now that will live 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 years? Because this is the generation there will taste of the powers of the age to come, which is the millennial age, where people will live to be six and seven and 800 years old because Jesus is on the throne physically. He will not need us to manifest for him in the millennial age. He'll be doing that himself. And some people try to say what I'm seeing is real, but it's for the millennial age. No, it's not. He will not need our help. Everybody say, he will not need our help when he's on the throne in this world. He needs us to do it now. Well, all the darkness is here because light dispels the darkness. So the lesson of the fig tree is talking about us in the summertime, knowing who we are, operating like Christ did on this earth because he wants us to. Pushing back darkness. That's why when that time is over and it goes into the perilous times, it will look very hopeless for people. But if people still become believers during that time, they'll still be walking in power and authority. They will. He'll always make provision for his people like he did in Egypt. Remember, he made provision for his own people. Say, we are not appointed unto wrath so I don't know why people are in fear so why are people fearful if you live in him and he lives in you right are we not supposed to be ruling darkness should be fleeing from us we should be prospering above everyone else because we've given ourselves to him that's what the kingdom age is about and he is not letting this world go without having it.
It's on his timeline. He is not letting any of us escape walking in what he needs us to walk in. In Genesis 1:26, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. That was before Jesus even came in, but they knew at that time when they said that. When he said, let's make them. He knew this time would be on the earth. He knew his son would die. The word knew he would come and die. He knew what we would live inside of us. He knew that we would have power over all the power of the enemy. We're just finding out what that means. Say, thank you, God, for revelation. So there will be things changing on this earth. The only thing that's going to die is the old things we were doing and the way we were doing them. Like your soul being free instantly instead of months of therapy. This isn't in the kingdom age is an accelerated time. And I can tell you, if you step out of what he's having you do, he has no problem getting your attention. Consequences will be immediate. Say, thank you, Jesus. Because before people would fall off the path and wander and muck and mire and just get as far from him as he can, he's not going to let that happen in this time. You can't put your hand to the plow and go forward in the kingdom and then look back or drop the plow and think you're going to step back into that same authority and go forward. It's not about not using it. It's you not being fit in shape. How many people want that explained? Anybody? You all understand? Say amen. Yeah, it's like an athlete training for the Olympics. You couldn't be training for three years and then decide, I'm taking three months off. They wouldn't let you run in the Olympics. And if you did, you would not do well. Say amen. The kingdom is the same way. You cannot choose to rule, and you're ruling and reigning wherever you go. And then decide, I'm taking a break. You know, I just don't want to do this. Every demon out there is going to be looking for you. They may be still fearful of you, but you better be taking authority. So he wouldn't want to put you back in that position, that level you had reached out there if you dropped it and not necessarily went backwards or just didn't. I did nothing and say nothing there. You know, he waits till there's nothing left and I got to take a drink. That's wasting time. <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, no, it's not. <laughs> he answers immediately. If I say something they don't like, they, they tell me what they want to say. So that's what that scripture means. You can't put your hand to the plow. It's talking about ruling and reigning. You, you can't, if you owned a kingdom, a natural kingdom on this earth, you were king of whatever, Maclevania. We'll make up a country. If there's one like that, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> You're the king of Maclevania. You have a powerful army. You've, got, you've accumulated a, a lot of land. Your people are prosperous and happy because you're ruling and righteousness and justice. And you decide to take a year off and go somewhere else. And there's your country. It's left defenseless. The people will not know what to do. You know, they probably will do things they shouldn't do. The army has nothing to do because you're not there to lead them. You can't do that in the kingdom. Ruling is not something you try. It is a lifestyle. So your future life, you need to be focused. And if you're not a focused person, you may not 
may not do much. You may be really happy. I mean, you could be filled with the love of God and be a happy Christian on this earth and go home to heaven and it'll be nice. I want to do everything I can to rule in the kingdom because that's what Jesus came for. He didn't come so we could get saved and be happy and go to heaven. He came so we could rule and reign with him to release the kingdom, operate in the kingdom, use kingdom patterns, and help change the body of Christ the way they think, the way they love, the way they act, and so that we're a big, mean, prosperous, fighting machine. Mean against the darkness, but we love people. But we show them the truth. Amen? So the future is fantastic for the body of Christ anywhere in this world. But when you choose to rule, it is a lifestyle. It changes the way you think. You respond and walk in the spirit. You're connected to the spirit. You can't have divine encounters without the Holy Spirit. This is the truth. You can't do it. You could go places you wouldn't know where you're going. There's the enemy out there too. And if you just choose to have a spirit guide, angels are not spirit guides. It never calls them that in the word of God, okay? Okay? They do not do all kinds of things. They don't, uh, I'm trying to think of what are the, some of the terms they have. Uh, they go illegally into the spirit realm. And demons take them there. Or aliens that are not aliens, but are demons. And so you, you need to know or learn as much as you can. I'll have Spirit Realm Boot Camp one time on my website. So you can just go and hear about it all the time. Because I know I may go and do a few Spirit Realm Boot Camps tour at one time in my life. It won't be right now. But, but the body of Christ needs to understand God made the spirit realm. You're a spiritual being. The Holy Spirit is in charge in that place. Wherever he leads and directs and takes you, which is what he does with me, I do not take myself to heaven. He takes me. He reveals all many, many, many things to me. He gives revelation on the word of God. He reveals more about the son of God. Jesus came to reveal the father. That's why I talk about the father so much because Jesus introduced me to him. I'm going to have to do three sessions one time and talk about the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit and tell you whatever I know about each one of them. What they look like, how they operate, what their plans are for you, how they're involved in our lives. Amen? We need truth that makes us free. So this earth is going to be different. I saw manifested sons and daughters going to like third world countries or even in places of drought. They would shout the frequency of God in the land, and produce would come up instantly. And, and you cannot tell me that is not possible because, because the frequency of God carries seeds. Revelation, you know what revelation looks like? It looks like golden seeds. And as I'm speaking to you, there's angels standing next to me with these huge baskets filled with golden seeds of revelation. And they've been throwing them into you the whole time, into your spirit. So when you, when you walk and you rule and reign with Christ, and you're walking, taking power over all the power of the enemy everywhere you go, and loosen the host of heaven to pull down every stronghold they've built over an area, you walk freely in that area with no attacks. Not physical attacks or spiritual attacks. Jesus did not go somewhere Walking as a man, righteously, he didn't go somewhere and get attacked. Not spiritually and not physically. Say amen. amen. 
it is possible for us to live that way. He knew he had power over the enemy. And they ran from him. They were terrified of him. That's where we're going. That's our future on this earth. You need to ask for revelation yourself. Go home and say, download it. I need it. I want it. I want to prosper. I want to rule and reign with you. He really meant it when he talked to us, talked to and said that we are kings and priests. That is royalty. He's not afraid to say, I have kings. He is the king of spiritual kings and the Lord of spiritual lords. Those are levels of authority. Say, I receive it. But you'll never be a lord or a king if you're not a priest first. You have to be the priest first unto your God. You serve him. You love on him. You do what he wants you to do. You're willing to lay things down to serve him. Melchizedek served our God, our father God. He was the one true God. He was his high priest. He still is. He always corrects me. He is his high priest. He is, exists, still exists. He is not Jesus. He is not somebody. He's not one of Adam's or Noah's sons that died. He's not a human being that lived on this earth. He was a spiritual being with flesh on him. Ooh. How could Abraham see him and touch him? And pay him tithes if he wasn't, didn't have flesh. He wouldn't have seen him. Say amen. amen. Melchizedek was, he had flesh. He was the high priest of the most high God. And he ruled as the king of Salem. So he was flesh, priest, and king. The order of Melchizedek is flesh, priest and king and people who are inducted into the order of Melchizedek have been a priest unto their God say amen you have to have flesh to do that so spiritual beings cannot be an angel who's all spiritual can't be in the order of Melchizedek Jesus was made after the order of Melchizedek so when he was the word, he was not in the order of Melchizedek because he was lacking something called flesh. Read the book of John. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He made us because he worked with the father. The father would speak, the word stepped out of him, and the word would make it. But he wasn't in the order of Melchizedek. But it said he was made Jesus. Jesus. His name was the Word. His name was not Jesus. His name was not Jesus. It was not Christ. Before all that happened on the earth, he was never called that. He was called the Word. There's angels that still call him the Word. I'm going to show it to you in the Scripture, in the New Testament. If you abide in me, that's the Father. In my word, 
Jesus abides in you. You can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. That's Revelation. So there's, they still call him the Word. The Word became flesh, right? Then he became our priest. Is that true? He says so. He is. He's our priest. And then he became the king of the Jews, eventually the king of the world. Flesh, priest, and king. He was made after the order of Melchizedek. Isn't that exciting? So there are many people right now being inducted into the order of Melchizedek because you have to have flesh. They've already been serving Jesus, loving him, putting him number one in their life. They've been a priest until, under Jesus Christ. They get the level of a king to operate in. The level of a king, there's, there's priest, lord, and king. Those are spiritual levels of authority. And a king is the highest you can get. And on his thigh, he is the king of kings. He's talking about the spiritual kings that will rule and reign with him in this earth and in the, in the, in the ages to come. And your name has already been written down, what you were going to be chosen for, but you have to choose it. Many are called, but few are chosen because few chose to be chosen. You have to say yes. Not talking about being born again. I'm talking about ruling. You have to say, I am willing to be chosen. Everybody say, everybody say it. I am willing to be chosen. Write it down. <laughs> this is just basic. This is like basic revelation. I'm almost done. This is basic revelation. Because if you don't understand what his purpose is, you don't even know where to go or what to say. Is that true? That's very basic. That many are called. That would be the body of Christ. Many are called, but few are chosen because their will wasn't willing to choose what he wanted. I had to say yes. And I finally had to say yes to anything. That I finally had to say yes even when I didn't understand it. That I finally had to say yes even if it killed me. That's what they were after. They wanted to kill me while I was alive. They wanted me to die to my flesh. <laughs> because your flesh, if you walk in the spirit, that is life. But if you walk in the flesh, that is death. In order to really succeed in this time on earth, you need to walk in the Spirit. You are going to have to have the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying you won't have some breakthroughs in your life, and you, you can still walk in the love of God, and you can still do some things. But if you want to rule and reign, it is a spiritual kingdom. You have a spiritual king. You have spiritual authority, spiritual instruction, spiritual weapons, spiritual purpose. Do you hear the word spiritual in there? You can't see with just the flesh, understand with the flesh, respond in the flesh. It has to be in the spirit. Know each other by the spirit and not by the... The body of Christ would stop fighting. <laughs> Amen. So let's stand up and declare some things. Tomorrow night is going to be awesome. 
And Sunday night, I will be imparting the life of God. I'm going to impart several things to the seer anointing. I will explain what that is and how it operates in you. It's not some weird people think that I'm new age because I'm a seer. I'm an Satan did not invent the seer anointing. He didn't invent the spirit realm. He doesn't even have the right to be in the second heaven. He wasn't. One place was made for him. That was hell. Amen? And that scene I saw will be in a movie. I'm already working with producers in Hollywood. Because he wants me to. He warned me ahead of time that you'll be known in Hollywood and welcomed in Hollywood. And I'm setting up Hollywood to help reveal heaven and the spirit realm the way I made it to this world. And now they're asking me for scripts. And they will get truth. Amen. They, they will get truth. They're going to see the truth on both sides. Then we'll have an altar call. We won't have to have an altar call at the end. They're running down repenting, so they're not helping the other side anymore. They'll see what really happens in their lives when they do things and give permission for things. It's going to be exciting. There's realms all around us. There's realms in heaven, realms in space, realms in the atmosphere, realms in this physical land there's realms in the water and there's good spirits in both places the earth i'm talking about there's spirits in good places and there's bad spirits in places in heaven there are no evil spirits parts of space there's a limit up in the second heaven which is above our atmosphere okay it's not in our atmosphere we have authority in our atmosphere to not tolerate the enemy. This is one last thing the Father said. Stop tolerating the darkness. I gave you power over it. Stop tolerating the enemy attacking and stealing from you, bringing fear, confusion, and lack in you. We are tolerating it. Like a leaky faucet that's never going to go away until you fix it, so fix it. Use your weapons and fix it. Amen? So first of all, we're going to look up and say, Thank you, Father, for revelation. And that you timed my birth on this earth to rule and reign right now with Jesus Christ. <laughs> And if you've never heard me talk about the soul, you also guard your own soul. When it says in the word, guard your heart, your soul is in the very center of your spiritual being. There's still separate pieces that he put together. Your spirit man should rule over everything. It's the one that receives and hears all the time. It's where Jesus Christ lives. Jesus Christ doesn't live in your physical heart. He lives in your spirit man. Please send some good stuff down there. Because what you see, he sees. 
What you watch, he watches. What you say, he hears. So send some light down. And besides, your guardian angels would be very grateful if you were careful about where you went. Because they're with you 24 hours a day. And you will meet them one day. I apologize to mine all the time. But then I encourage them. <laughs> You'll say it was worth it when the end comes. Because <laughs> one thing I am not, I am not boring. My angels stay happy most of the time. My one rolls his eyes at me sometimes. <laughs> but he cares about me. <laughs> Knows me better than anybody. And he's still there. <laughs> he hasn't left. Okay? You need to know about your soul. It's got layers in it. And those layers collect stuff. And if enough stuff gets in there that's negative, it will affect you negatively. And sometimes you won't even notice. Let me, let me give you one little warning about something. If sadness comes into you, get it out of your soul. It's one way the enemy tricks you. You don't even know it's him. You'll start feeling sad no matter what you're going. No, even if you're go, doing fun things, you'll be able to. It's happened to me. That's why I'm telling you. I know it happens. Sadness gets in, and I'll go around pretty. It didn't take long, and I'll go, why did I think that? What is wrong with me? I, I, it's felt like really sad, and I went, okay, I know who's doing that. I choose as an act of my will to loose all the sadness from my soul right now. I'm using a key to the kingdom. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven, what you choose to loose from your soul, whether it's grief, if it's fear, if it's lack, if it's offense, if it's sadness, it doesn't matter, torment, it, it doesn't matter, even suicidal thoughts, you can loose them from your soul and they will be gone instantly. Because heaven will come down and pull them out because you gave permission by using the keys. I give you the keys to the kingdom. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You can bind the love of God, the life of God, the hope, the peace, the joy, the prosperity. You can choose. You say it. Say, God receive. God receives our declarations and our permission to move on our behalf. If we choose with our will something that he wants, then he's going to do it. The keys to the kingdom are absolutely necessary in order to rule and reign. Because no matter what attack, someone comes up and slashes and bashes you with their tongue. I mean, really horrible things that you know are not true. It is not your job to retaliate. It's your job to say, I'll pray for you and walk away. And then you say, I choose as an act of my will to lose every hurtful, wrong, uh, 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 incriminating, slashing, bashing, uh, words of the enemy. I'm losing every word just spoken to me from my soul right now. And I promise you, they will go out and it will be like they were never said to you. 
Guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. That means how you're going to respond, how you're going to move, what you're going to choose. Those are things in your life. And if you guard it by keeping stuff out of it, or if it's just thrown at you, you choose to loose it, it can't say, excuse me, it can't say no. Say it has to go. If your child, this is the best part about the keys. If your child comes home from school and somebody bullied them (coughs) or says something hurtful to them, as their parent, you have the right to lay your hand on their head. Say, I choose as a guardian of my child's soul to loose every hurtful, wrong, uh, ugly, nasty word and accusation out of my child's soul. Right now, I loose it now. And guess what? Heaven will come down and pull it out. Because you have been given the responsibility to raise your children in the admonition, the love and covering of the Lord. He gave that to you. You have a right to lose all that junk out of their soul. And they don't go around feeling, uh, you know, I can't even think in natural terms anymore. They won't go around feeling down or not important or not worthy. Okay? So no matter what they go through, guess what? You can even change the way they're living. How about that? So use the keys to the kingdom. It's real simple. What you don't want in there, loose it. And it has to go. You choose it with your will. It's real simple. I choose with my will to loose, and you say what it is. I have had uh, girls on the phone who were ready to take their life because their boyfriend broke up with them. And, I mean, they were suffering in agony and had them loose every bit of it, including him. And say his name and loose him from their soul. And instantly it was like it never happened. And I did that with girls who were not believers and then they got saved. Because God made everybody with a soul. Every person, believer or not, is supposed to watch over their own. You watch over your soul. That's why people in the world are so filled with fear. Or they act out in darkness because they're so filled with the darkness. The movie producers in Hollywood are producing dark movies because they're filled with darkness. So they choose it and they display it by producing it. Well, they're getting saved. There is an underground church in Hollywood, and I cannot tell you the names of those very leading actors and actors who now belong to Jesus that are refusing scripts and making them change them as they're filming them because they don't want the darkness. So people who are wicked and evil are doing it from a dark heart and because of what is in their soul. That's why prisoners keep going back to prison because all that stuff is in their soul. They can try to rehabilitate them all they want to, but if they don't lose all that from their soul and they go back outside, it's still there. They will repeat the same thing because you'll choose with your will what is in your soul. So if you don't like what's going on around in your mind or what things you keep, even addictions can be loose from your soul. Any addiction, this is what the Father taught me, any addiction can be loosed from your soul by your will. Because no matter how you try to get rid of it in the flesh, it's in your soul. And it will control your desire. And it will cause you to respond by doing it again. Amen? 
So we're not doing that tonight amongst us, but you can do it anytime. And let me tell you, you may have to do it more than once a day because we live in this world, okay? Don't just do it once and put it on the shelf. I do it several times a day. Even when family members say me, <laughs> your family members will be the most that you probably lose from your soul. I am telling you the truth. I understand Jesus. When a prophet is without honor in his own home. And I'm going to give you some revelation about why they came to that house to get him. Remember when his family was outside? And he said, your mother and your brother and sister outside saying, come on. They were ready for his ministry to be over. And I'll tell you why. Because while he was at the house, nobody was sick. He always multiplied the food. He always turned the water into heaven's wine. Heaven's wine. That wedding did not turn that water into earthly wine. He turned it into wine they had never had before. It was the best they ever tasted. He turned it into heaven's wine. And he did it at home all the time. That, that's why they weren't running around saying, Oh, look at these amazing miracles you're doing. To them it was normal. But they didn't have it when he wasn't there. So they came to get him so he could come home. And he looked and said, you are my mothers. You are my brothers and my sisters. Because he was now bringing it to them. How many people got a better picture? He was not highly honored in his own home. They didn't want him back because they missed him. They missed the stuff he could do. My family does not ask me about heaven. <laughs> I love them. At least they're, they are seeing angels now. I know. I was happy. <laughs> so let's look up again. and We're going to declare something else, okay? And then we, we will be done. And thank you so much for staying and listening and receiving. Say, I receive it all. Be surprised. How many times the father comes out and says, I'm bringing this to heaven. I'm going to create this in heaven. Everybody shouts, I receive it. I receive it. <laughs> because you, you, you hear things, but you don't receive them. You have not because you ask not. That isn't always saying, I'm asking for this. It's receiving what he's saying to you. So you have not because you ask not because, because you have asked by receiving you will have it. Amen? So let's look up and say, Father, I take power over all the power of the enemy trying to operate in any way against me or my family. And I send and loose and command the host of heaven to carry out their assignment and pull down every stronghold and throw the demonic in a dry place. Hallelujah. Amen. And Father, I speak blessings over this offering right now. And I am believing for a thousandfold return in restorations of family relationships, in properties, in businesses, uh, in your destiny, and in finances. 
and say, I receive it. Amen. Thank you for letting me share. Oh, and by the way, we do have products back there. I keep, I never remember. We do have uh, all kinds of awesome uh, new revelations, brand new, some of them that aren't actually even out on the internet. Uh, one is called Now, Scrolls of Time Open, and the other one is called Invite Heaven's Army. And so thank you for letting me share. Amen? All right. Before you leave tonight, just a couple of reminders that we have uh, been live streaming this tonight. You can go on our website and watch it if you want to. Also, uh, if you want to listen to the audio version, you can also do that. You can download that and take care of that, okay? So uh, that's happening. So you can go back and re-listen everything that Kat shared tonight. Don't forget, if you have not been able to give it to the offering yet, you can do that. Uh, also, the product table... Tomorrow night and Sunday night, just to let you know, uh, parking on the street is free. You don't have to worry about the meter parking, anything like that. Over the weekend, um, you don't have to feed the meters, okay? So uh, God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow night. What? Yeah, if you have children downstairs, please pick them up right now.